the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And the thousands of activists in our grassroots army? Visit ConcernedVets.org to learn more about how you can make a difference. That's ConcernedVets.org to learn more and join the movement. The following program is sponsored by Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic. This report is brought to you by Countdown to the Election 2024, Tuesday, November 14th at the T. Pepin Hospitality Center. Get your tickets now at TheAnswerTampa.com. Times of sun and clouds for today, a warm afternoon for football. Stay hydrated. We'll see a daytime high of 87, becoming cloudy tonight with a low of 68. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 84. Get your weather news when and how you want it wherever you are. Download our free app or visit AccuWeather.com. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Drew Shannon for AM860, The Answer. Are you there? Uh, You ready? Okay. Hey, it's Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. We're doing a show, and uh, Ken is struggling with the (laughs) control panel there. I can't hear the music, so he has to tell me, and I'm like... Is he going to say anything? Yeah, I was just letting some. There were some lyrics on that one. I was letting some of those play through. You have just sit here or what? No, you're fine. You're out of here now, Doc. Good morning. Oh, all right. Good morning. I'm Doctor Bill, and I got ten by my side, and we're doing a show, baby. We're doing a show. So, um, you know, my wingman that I talk about here in the community, um, I'll call him John. He asked me if he could use my Zoom account uh, for a meeting with uh, some people, and I said okay. And so then. I couldn't get onto Zoom because he had it tied up. And not only that, I couldn't even get onto the internet. So I had to wake him up this morning. I told him yesterday, I said, make sure you log out of Zoom and make sure you go to uh, the, uh, go to your uh, toolbar and click, right click and go to task manager and close, you know, in task for Zoom. Oh, I did that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this morning at 6.30, I'm calling him. I'm like, dude, I can't get on the internet here. You can... He said, oh, I'll turn it off. And then five minutes later, he said, is it any better? I said, no, you didn't turn it off. <laughs> so finally, he, I said, shut your computer down. Here you go. <clears throat> oh, my God. What are you going to do? I mean, he's my 60-year-old teenager. Uh, you know, Why you, does he you... have his own Zoom account? I mean, it's not like a... I, 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 don't know. Anything. He, he, I have no idea. He, I, I, I got to talk to the boy. I mean, it's okay. You can use dad's tools, but you got to put them back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to kill him. Well, I'm glad you were able to get him hold of him this morning. Yeah, thank God, because I would have gone over to his house and done the show from his computer. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't like that. He don't want anybody using his computer. So uh, the abortion issue, you know, this is a big thing at the lunch table. Uh, the, the A lot of the Hindus, they don't see anything wrong with abortion. And, of course, the uh, the uh, liberal Jews, they're, they're okay with it. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of the Hindus that do see something wrong with them. And the Buddhist and the Catholics and uh, some other uh, segments of the population around the world. I don't think the Muslims believe in abortion. 
But I, I tell you what, I think this is going to be a big deal because this is what the women are voting on. And this is why, in my opinion, we're losing Republican battles in states like Ohio um, and Kentucky because of uh, the abortion issue. How do you fix that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think abortion on demand is, is uh, uh, I think it's an immorality, not not immoral in the sense that God will smite you, but immoral in that it doesn't show respect for life, Ken. But uh, I don't know what we do about it. I, I really don't. Uh, how do you convince people? I mean, 99% of the population, female population, they're not going to have abortions. No. Yet they, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like I told you, my crazy sister, she's in her 70s, our bodies, ourselves, and we have the right. And I said, are you pregnant, Beth? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. But well, I have a I have two daughters, both in their twenties. One is a flaming Republican. One is a flaming Democrat. Both of them, both of them voted for Joe Biden last time because of the abortion issue. Yep, yep. So, and uh, you know, you're not going to convince women that they don't have an absolute right to their body. I mean, that just just not going to fly, Kent. Yeah. Of course, when it comes to us, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when the when the men are drafted well you know you're you're tough <laughs> it's your job and that's right when, when they want something done around the house whether it hurts you or not you better get your butt up and do it there's your honeydew list now go do it yeah, yeah or you'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> and when it's or you'll be making get, your own dinner tonight yeah yeah and when it's time to get snipped you go get snipped yeah, you yeah. know when they when they want your uh, mm-hmm. easy they, now Doc. yeah when they want to get over <laughs> Pregnancy permanently, at any rate. That's yeah, but, you know, on the other side, in all truthfulness, guys got to step up here. I mean, you got to take care of these kids. If it's your responsibility, you got to start paying some bucks. And that, well, should be, that, should be, that should be more enforced, in my opinion. Well, it, in Florida, it is. I mean, I, it, I yeah, everywhere, though. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're doing in New York and Illinois and California. I have no idea because... Uh, I have not researched that aspect of their statutes, but in Florida, they're pretty tough. They take it out of your check if you, if they have to. Yeah. 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 Well, good. They'll they'll garnish your, your wages and that's the way it should be. We should be responsible for our actions. Thanks to the tango. That's right. That's right. So at any rate, I had a couple of really sick Canadians walk in the office this week, this past week. And this one lady has what's called myelodysplasia. Myelodysplasia is a bone marrow disorder. It, it's at the stem cell level. Stem cells, can are the primitive pre-white and red blood cells. They're the, uh, they're the malleable cells that can be transformed into different uh, end cells. And they're also the cells that uh, for a while they were, they were harvesting from the aborted fetuses. And now I don't think they do that anymore. I don't think they allow that anymore, no. Well, I, I, the genetics have changed so much that we can stimulate uh, your own stem cells and, and pick out the good ones and the bad ones and all that. So at any rate, um, she came in and uh, she was waiting to go to Moffitt Cancer Center. Uh, her family is going to pay for a visit there because the doctors up in Canada did not offer her all of the options, including a bone marrow transplant. And how does that work? Well, 
you go in and you get really intensive chemotherapy that wipes out your bone marrow, wipes out all your stem cells, wipes out uh, your your red cells, your white cells, your platelets, everything. And then you get a transplant back into your bone marrow once the chemotherapy is wor is worn off. And so they're going for that. But in the interim, she was pretty sick. I mean, she didn't have any platelets and you got to have platelets to clot your blood. Her white blood count was less than a thousand. And you rarely see that except in myelodysplasia, leukemias, certain leukemias and, uh, and HIV and AIDS um, that can really wipe your white blood cells down. A few autoimmune diseases may be able to do it, but at any rate, so we had set her up for an intravenous infusion of uh, red blood cells and platelets because you got to have red blood cells to carry the oxygen. You got to have platelets to form clots. It was going to be an outpatient situation. And I said, well, why don't you just go in the hospital overnight and we can get it done faster? No, she didn't want to do that. And her daughters are like, we want her to do that. And she didn't want to do that. And at any rate, so then I get a call the next day. She's bleeding. She's got uh -oh. rectal bleeding and she's got a bloody nose. I said, well, you know, uh, there's nothing I can do uh, because we can't get you into the outpatient clinic. They're too busy. Go to the hospital. So we got her in and we actually did get her uh, platelets up from almost nothing to 30,000, which is a, a reasonable number. You can, you can survive on that easily. And uh, the, the nurses made a mistake and they ordered plasma instead of platelets so she got one unit of plasma, which, as you know, being the medical guy that you are, that's the, <laughs> if you anticoagulate blood and then you spin it down, you know, that's that, that's that uh, straw colored stuff at the top. And then the cells are at the bottom. And then we extract that and we can use that for uh, different things. At any rate, actually the plasma, even though I didn't order it, got her white blood cell count. <laughs> the like, plasma, what? if I'm right now, just, you were joking there about me being medical, but, um, Plasma, I think, can be used for, by anybody, right? It doesn't, doesn't need to be typed. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, so usually it's the uh, red blood cells and white blood cells that have the antigens and antibodies on them. And the white blood cells, uh, you can you can have foreign white blood cells attack your system or your system can attack foreign white blood cells. So when we do transfuse or do a bone marrow transplant, we have to type and cross and genetically match or if we can get some good stem cells uh, uh, that are not damaged, uh, then we can use those of your, your own stem cells and put those back in. And uh, The painful procedure of bone marrow transplant? Uh, we put you to sleep. You yeah. know, you, you're getting a needle in your, in your, in your femurs, and mm. so uh, it, it's a little tender, but, you know, it's, it's not terrible. It's not, it's not like uh, taking it out of your hip. For uh, uh, for a fusion like they did for my neck, oh my God, my hip still hurts, and that's been what 1981. I had that. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh well, what yeah. are you gonna? Do? Any rate, we got her situated for the moment, and she's going to Moffitt and talk with them about uh, bone marrow transplant. And uh, the other things that you can use are chemotherapeutic agents. Uh, bone marrow stimulating agents like erythropoietin and filgastrin and, uh, and other things. Uh, there are some some biologics out there that'll work. So there are some things that you can do, but uh, it's uh, it's not an easy process. 
And when you have a really bad case of myelodysplasia, then uh, you, you don't have many choices. Uh, if you don't react or, or don't respond to the treatments that we give you, then bone marrow is kind of the end thing. And you can get it even in, in, in older years. Now, my next door neighbor who's in his late 70s, early 80s, he had a bone marrow transplant a few years ago, a couple of years ago. He did fine. So it's something to keep in the back of your mind if you do have uh, myelodysplasia or an acute leukemia or some other disease that uh, is going to be the end of you if you don't do something. I'm surprised uh, she couldn't get that in Canada. You know, it's just, it's not uh, the same system. And anybody who thinks that the Canadians have a good health care system really does not know. They they just don't know. And I hear this from Canadians and from Americans. I think since I've been talking about it, we hear less of this uh, from the left about how we should have a system like Canada's. Uh, and I'm probably not the only person, but I'm certainly one of the loudest voices I know on, on this topic. So you you got to treat the Canadians. You have to see them and talk to them and see what they get and listen to their their stories. Uh, we had a guy come in, a Canadian. He came in uh, middle of the week, and uh, he wanted uh, an echocardiogram done. We had done one a year or two ago when he went into atrial fibrillation, got him to an electrophysiologist back at home, and he had an ablation. But he came back in, and he said he was feeling fine. He was back in this uh, real fast uh, heart rhythm, and his ejection fraction was down 50%. 50%, Ken. Sounds like a pretty sick boy, actually. Yeah. And he said, I don't feel bad. I said, well, you know, people can live at this level, but uh, uh, we talked with his uh, electrophysiologist up in Canada and changed his medicines around a little bit. And his, his EP guy said, well, if he's not in heart failure, why don't you let him stay down there? I said, that's fine with me. I'll take care of him and we can always ship him back if he goes into heart failure. But uh, they just have a different healthcare system. Because I, I, you know, you have a mental agent of what Canada is like, and one of the things that I've always thought, like you said, they have a pretty good public health system, but apparently no. It, it, for the for the major for the minor stuff, probably. Yeah, if you're between uh, eighteen and and fifty, and you have an acute problem, you know, they'll get you into the ER and they'll take care of you. But I've had Canadians come in who are having active chest pain from angina, from, from heart uh, problems. And uh, I talked with one cardiologist up there a few years ago, and I said, you know, this guy, I think he's got a, a, a significant blockage in, in his left anterior descending artery. And he said, how did we miss that? <laughs> well, you got to work them up, dude. <laughs> I mean, if you don't go fishing, Ken, you, you ain't going to catch That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, these idiots down here, they want us to not go fishing. And that was the whole thing with the HMOs is don't do, you know, you, we'll pay you for doing less. Mm. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah. Now, that's kind of changing because now Medicare stepped in and said, in the government, and they said, wait a minute, you're not doing anything. You got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? Hey, your screen is green. Yeah. No, no pictures know, today. I, Oh, well, that's the back. That's the green screen right. backdrop. What happened is, is John, my oh, John, okay. teenage boy. I don't know what he's done, but I'm going to have to go in and re, re uh, set up everything because I'm sure he took my background out when he did his Zoom meeting. <laughs> so now I got to figure out what he did and how to undo it. I'm going to strangle that <laughs> kids. Boy. Kids, they never oh. stop it, do they? It never they ends. Never it never ends, does it? Teenagers, and, and he'll argue with me. I didn't do it, you know, just like your <laughs> teenage kids do. 
<laughs> we don't even argue with him anymore. We just say, okay, John, you just go do what you're going to do. So Columbia University, apparently they suspended a couple of students for organizations that were, uh, I guess, deemed anti-Semitic, Ken. Good. And, and uh, the university president, Gerald Rosberg, who I'm guessing is Jewish, cited campus safety because these people were presumably inciting, trying to incite riots. So you know, it's about time some of these university people stepped up and and uh, made a statement. And, uh, this is just ridiculous. And then uh, the, uh, the Israeli soldiers, they found a book. You know what the book was they found in some Palestinian kid's bedroom? Um, how to Torture book? <laughs> mein Kampf. Mein Kampf. Hitler's really? autobiography that he wrote while he was in prison, which is, I don't know if you've ever read it. It's a terrible. No. I mean, <laughs> yeah. not, not, the message, forget the message. I mean, Hitler could not write. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was an idiot, was, too. Yeah, all right. It was no great. Well, I don't know if he was an idiot, but uh, he, he, he was certainly blinded by his hatred and his, but he was a badly abused kid. So, you know, you, you can't really expect somebody like that to behave normally when they've been beaten all their life any rate, we've got a mess there. We really do. And did you see where 500,000 people marched in, in London yesterday? In the no, day no I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, 500,000 people in London. Now, you know the mayor of London is Muslim. You knew that, didn't that, you? That I know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and London is largely turned into, uh, what, an immigrant uh, city. And, of course, with the Muslim as the mayor, you can imagine that there's a large Muslim population there <laughs> and their hatred for Jews and for Israel. And, uh, and you know, they, they hate us. They hate Christians, too. So it's it, don't feel alone, my fellow <laughs> Jewish brothers and sisters. Yeah. Well, but they're on the front line. But that's a serious protest. Half a million. Half a million. Half a million people. That's the largest protest in the history of London, hmm. in the history of London, even through the Vietnam War and all that, huh? Yeah, even through the Viet, yeah, and even through uh, uh, the Velvet Revolution when uh, William and Mary came over and ran the Stuarts out. You know that was a big deal, and when they marched down the street, the the people turned out in the thousands and the tens of thousands to welcome them because they were tired of the uh, the threat of Catholicism being reestablished. They didn't want that. The, the Londoners, the English, they were, they were tired of the, uh, the religious wars and the morals and, and the battles that were going on between uh, the crown and, and Cromwell and Puritans and all that. And they had gone through it with the Catholics and, and, you know, you know, Guy Fawkes day, you know what that is? No, I don't No. Guy Fawkes was a, uh, ninja, I guess you would say he was a saboteur and he was working for the Spanish crown and, uh, he tunneled under, uh, parliament building, he and his men, and they put about 5,000 pounds of black powder in there and they were going to blow up parliament. Wow. <laughs> they got caught. Oh, well. And so Guy Fawkes day has become a holiday in, in, in England. And, uh, they celebrate the fact that he was caught before he could blow up Parliament. So that's Guy Fawkes Day. That's kind of a weird thing to celebrate, but okay. That's the way it is. <laughs> and 
you know, you, know, you see, you know, those masks you see with the smile and the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, that's Guy Fox supposedly. Oh, okay. So the, it's become kind of like a Halloween celebration. <laughs> well, Hamas sure did pick up his his tunneling uh, ideas because they got tunnels everywhere, I guess. Yeah. In Gaza, uh, they're gonna have to destroy the whole place. Oh, just to, just to get all the tunnels. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you find a copy of Mein Kampf, and anybody who says these are not uh, 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 Jew haters and anti Semites. They're idiots. Yeah. And my sisters are up there at the top of the list of idiots. <laughs> I don't know what to do, Ken. I really don't. <sighs> Turn off the internet. That's what we should do. To tell you the truth, just get rid of yeah, the internet. But, yeah, but how you gonna how you gonna take care of uh, of your yourself and your your family and and your community? I mean, twenty five percent of the Nobel Prize winners are Jews. Twenty five percent. That's amazing, isn't it? And it constitutes Jews probably constitute one one hundredth of the world's population. I mean, that's we're a such, lot. Twenty five percent. Yeah. I mean, well, all those guys, Einstein, they're all geniuses. Everything that that we have in our modern world has been touched by Jews. Uh, uh, von Neumann was a Hungarian Jew, and he was a math genius. Uh, Zillard, he's the one who thought about the. Uh, the nuclear reaction that brought us uh, nuclear energy and the atomic bomb, and it goes on and on. I'm not going to go through the whole list. Meanwhile, back on the Catholic side of the family, Pope Francis fires a conservative bishop down in Texas. What did he do? What 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 what'd the bishop do? I haven't had a chance to explore that story yet. Well, he's a vocal critic of the Pope, and uh, and he says that the Pope is. Uh, committing blasphemy emanating from Rome. And I guess the, the Pope is probably getting soft on things like gay marriage and that kind of stuff. And of mm. course, you know, the, the conservative Catholics, they're not, they're not in for that, but there's, I don't know how many conservative Catholics there are left can probably five or 10 somewhere. around <laughs> the world. <laughs> it's like everything else. Catholics voted with their feet back in the sixties and seventies and eighties. And they left the church. Yeah. And I mean, they went into everything, and from agnostics and atheists to uh, uh, Scientologists. You know, uh, um, who is it? Tom Cruise. He's a Catholic, or he was born Catholic, and he's a Scientologist. And uh, uh, what's the guy that played uh, on Welcome Back, Cotter? Well, um, Welcome Back, Cotter. Travolta, John Travolta. Oh, oh, sure, okay. He was a Catholic. And now he's a Scientologist. So a lot of these people that are Scientologists, they're fallen Catholics. Trying to get rid of the guilt, looking for some permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what Scientology is about. Is yeah. The aliens and, and uh, you know, make as much money as you can. I, I don't know how that becomes a religion, but apparently it does. Any rate, so they're based in guy, St. Pete, aren't they? I think they're based right around here somewhere. They're in, they're in Clearwater uh, or something. Clearwater. Yeah. yeah, they're in Clearwater. But... Uh, any rate, so this guy got fired for going against the Pope in Rome. So we got a little battle going on on that side of the family. Now, on the Jewish side of the family, I haven't heard from my ultra-liberal Jewish friends who were saying, oh, you know, we got to help the poor Muslims. They're, they're a mistreated group of people and this and that. I said, if you open the door to Islam in the United States, we're going to Certainly hurry up the Civil War. I know you don't want Civil War, Ken, but I think it's coming, buddy. I think it's coming. I don't think we're going to 
be able to maintain this posture forever. This is just ridiculous. We're too far apart on too many issues, and uh, we we cannot have a religion that says that if you're not a Muslim, you're inferior. I mean, that's the antithesis of our Constitution and what we believe in, and that's what Islam says. And I don't care where you go in the world, if it's an Islamic country, you, if you're not a Muslim, you are a second-class citizen. That's right. And you have to live under their laws, and you don't have any input into it. And you can say, well, you know, what do I care? And if you don't, they're brutal. Yeah, it's like the the cab driver we talked to in in Hong Kong. I said, has anything changed since uh, since Beijing came in and and put the governor in? And he said, no, no, we still have English common law. For how long? Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. when 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 Beijing decides they don't want that anymore, you know what? It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. And Hong Kong is bleeding. It's a lot of people are leaving there. Businesses are leaving. Money's leaving. Uh, this is a, a this was a, it still is a thriving center, economic center and, and uh, a lot of activity there and a lot of, of trade and, and business. But still, you know, you hurt yourself, Ken. You hurt yourself. It, it just. Well, I hate before, to see a, I hate to see a civil war here because. Um... Yeah, I'd hate to, too, but, you know, you you have to have a certain level of freedom and autonomy to allow people to uh, to fulfill their 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 abilities, their their dreams, their their uh, uh, sense of self. And uh, you mean you look at Elon Musk, nobody's gotten in his way. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, your potential has to be realized. Well, that's what America is all about—the chance that's to do what whatever you want to do. Well, and and you know, these left wingers—they want to—they want to quash that. They want to tell you what to do. No. Why? I mean, you're only hurting yourself. Do do they not see that? I guess they don't. And I guess they think that well, if Doctor Bill has more money than me, that that's not fair, and that money should be redistributed. To where? <laughs> to them. <laughs> for what? For, for the trip. They want to go to, you know, they want to go down to Fiji. Well, if they want to go to Fiji, I'll pay their way if they come back. <laughs> well, we're coming up on a break here, Doc. Should we do a question? Let's do a question, guy. Uh, the phone number is 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. The first correct caller We'll win two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. They're beautiful, perfect for coffee. Can't get a better coffee mug than the Dr. Bill coffee mug. Today's question. Today's question. Doc almost didn't make the show today. Why? Who messed with him yesterday? I'm going to kill him, too. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to get him. (laughs) Name, relation, either one will win you the prize, so. All right, I'm Dr. Bill, and we'll be right back. I'm at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Hang in there and go grab a cup of joe, change your nappy, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Catch you on the other side. your tickets now. Countdown to the election 2024, November 14th at com. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. House Speaker Mike Johnson has unveiled his proposal to avoid a partial government shutdown by next weekend. 
uh, extending government funding for some agencies and programs until January 19th and some others till February the 2nd. The approach is unusual for a stopgap spending bill. Generally, lawmakers extend funding until a certain date for all programs. Johnson decided to go with a combination approach addressing concerns from GOP lawmakers want to avoid being presented with a massive spending bill just days before the holidays, as has often happened in the past. Latvia's president says Russia is planning for a long war in Ukraine and warns that countries need to keep supplying weapons to Kiev to discourage Moscow from threatening other nations in the future. President Edgar Vivenkis says in an interview, quote, it's important to actually fight for international peace. This is SRN News. AM860 The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading the Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. This report is brought to you by Countdown to the Election 2024, Tuesday, November 14th at the T. Pepin Hospitality Center. Get your tickets now at TheAnswerTampa.com. Times of sun and clouds for today, a warm afternoon for football. Stay hydrated. We'll see a daytime high of 87. Becoming cloudy tonight with a low of 68. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 84. Get your weather news when and how you want it wherever you are. Download our free app or visit AccuWeather.com. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Drew Shannon for AM860, The Answer. Cue me in, bud. All right, I'm back. I'm Dr. Bill, and Ken's still struggling with the red and the green and the yellow <laughs> button. I think he's colorblind. <laughs> now I'm just having a lot of th- issues this morning, that's all. All right. All right, we got our winner. 
Who we got? We've got Timothy Williams. Timothy Williams of Tampa. Correct. Timothy. He knew what was the problem, the doc? Tell him about the problem. I'd let my 60-year-old teenage son use my Zoom account, and he got it all buggered up. Had to call him at 6.30 this morning and tell him, restart your computer. And, of course, he lied to me, as he does frequently. <laughs> and he said, oh, I did. And then, and then 10 minutes later, I'm like, dude. He's finally he got up. He said, I turned it off. And then I got back on. So, Well, we're glad to have you. Because, you know, Zoom, I mean, that will seize up your whole computer. It's, it's a really demanding program. I don't know why, but it is. I've never I mean, come across that problem, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's a good program. I mean, it's really, really a, a tremendous uh, communication vehicle. In fact, I'm I'm using Zoom as my uh, as my base for projecting this onto Restream, which then goes out to Facebook and YouTube and back to the station. And uh, it, it, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good tool, good vehicle. Pretty I steady. Like it. Yeah, it's pretty steady. I like it too. Yeah, and I think that I think the audio is better than what we were doing with uh, with Skype. I have to agree with you. Yeah, got more bass, more full. it's a little fuller. Yep, yep. Timothy Williams, congratulations! You get two Doctor Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs will be mailed out to you. And thank you for calling. And thanks to everybody who tried to uh, call in and win today. Yeah, Tim, thanks for listening, buddy. We really appreciate you, and we need you, and we want you, and we love you. That's right. And. Uh, Listen, I did finally get those mugs out that I've been tardy on. So if you don't get your mugs, guys, from the past three shows, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll send you another round of them. But uh, you should be getting them soon. I, I've just been so busy. So so many things going on. And these damn Canadians, they come in, they're so sick. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a doctor at home? <laughs> Can't you get health care somewhere else? No, I love them. They're, they're good people. No, it's nice to have all the snowbirds back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, my God, was the traffic bad yesterday over here in St. Pete. Oh, my God. I about ran a couple of bums over. I was so mad. <laughs> a lot of people getting to the beach yesterday. It was a nice day. So That was great. You know, the weather's been great if you're down here on vacation. Of course, for us, it's still too hot. and We want it cooler. But no. Well. Meanwhile, that leads into the path to green energy is getting tougher. And, uh, you know, a lot of the car companies are backing away from making electric vehicles because the demand's not there, Ken. Backing away, they're running away. They're running away. Yes. And uh, there's uh, there's also a uh, uh, slowdown on green projects. Uh, and there's an increase in the production of uh, natural gas and oil-based products. And, you know, the, the big oil companies are doing so well that they're merging and buying up things and investing in more things, investing in real estate. I mean, they're doing really well. So uh, I read just the other day that um, we, we uh, produced like last week at some time, I think we produced more oil in a single day than ever, ever before. I believe it. And, you know, these crazy left wingers, they think, well, why can't we just shift over to uh, to solar and wind? Well, all the wind projects offshore, guess what? They're being scrapped. They're too expensive to keep up. And, uh, you know, now the the uh, ecologists are saying, well, I think they're interfering with the migration of the humpback whales. <laughs> <laughs> the whales aren't stupid. They no, can... they're one of the smartest creatures on the planet. They can I mean... swim around it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Just like the uh, polar bears could walk around the fences 
to an uh, oil, you know, facility up in the Arctic if we had to. They're not that stupid. And you know what? All these people that are saying the polar bears, they can't get out on the ice flows and catch the seals. Well, they're going in town and they're getting in the garbage cans. They're yeah. actually doing us a favor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not stupid. They're, you know, they may not be the smartest animals on the planet, but they're not starving. I had one friend who lived up in Alaska. He said, we see more polar bears than ever before. He said, they are everywhere. Yeah, just keep the deer population up. Everybody will be fine. Well, yeah. And the uh, what the uh, the caribou are up caribou, in the, yeah. yeah. The reindeer, I guess we call them down here in the southern part. Well, we don't want to mess with Santa. No, and so the the big company NGENGIE, which is a French based power company, uh, they've been putting in solar panels and uh, and uh, windmills for different parts of the United States and they're actually growing. They're still doing really well, but you know, part of the problem is the, the pandemic hit everybody so hard and the price of steel has doubled. Uh, it's hard to find workers. And uh, of course the interest rates have been driven up by the uh, crazy uh, policies of the left wing. I mean, they're, they're, they're their own worst enemy, Ken. They want these projects. And of course these projects rely on borrowing money but then they inflate the economy to the point where you got six, seven, eight percent interest rates for businesses, and uh, that's costly. I mean, that's costly. That that bites into your profit margin considerably. Sure, for everybody. I mean, home sales, car sales, everything's up as far as interest yeah. rates. And, and you know, you you would think that somebody in that uh, arena, in that world of of left wing loonies, would have a little common sense. But I mean, not even Janet Yellen has a look of sense. Uh, she, she doesn't have any idea of what she's saying and doing when it comes to macroeconomics. And she's been what the, the secretary of the treasury for, for what, three years now? Uh, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. About God. that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, 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 this is the Jewish side of the family too. She's a, she's a good Jew and she's a smart girl. But she's so blinded by her left wing politics. I mean, they're just there's no uh, there's really no way to uh, reason with these people. I was talking with the former Swiss ambassador to the U.N. years ago when we were in Switzerland. And she was like, oh, what do you think of Obama? I said, what do I think of Obama? He's he's going to bankrupt us. He's going to ruin our health care system. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, people need health care. You should care about the little people. Well, you know, there's a lot of different ways to care about people than to, uh, uh, to steal from the from from Peter to give it to Paul because Paul doesn't have as many dollars as Peter has. I mean, come on, you don't do that. That you right. help people by lifting up. All boats rise when the tide comes in. All boats, even the little boats. Exactly. So you you get the economy up and you get uh, wealth and prosperity up, and that does more. And we've seen this over and over and over again. We see it in the Soviet Union. We saw it in China. I mean, anywhere where there is this push for uh, uh, communism and uh, total equality and all that, it's, it just it does not work. It has never worked, and it never will work. But I'm not going to hammer that anymore. Speaking of communism and the Soviets and Russia and all that, is Putin dead or alive? What do you think? I think he's probably alive, but I think they're probably sitting on him. And uh, 
Oh, by the way, I was reading, you, you know, the Ukrainians, I, I, I go to the uh, Kiev newspapers and take a look and see what's going on over there. And uh, their economy is booming. Their their tech industry is booming. War does and that. I, I, I'm like, you're in the middle of a war. How can this be? And uh, I guess they're getting so much outside aid that uh, they're able to maintain. And in uh, Kiev, the, the population heard a couple of loud booms in the middle of the day. Apparently, they shot down two Russian drones that were coming in. And so then one commentator was talking in the paper, in the Kiev uh, newspaper, and he said uh, the the so-called super weapons that the Russians were bragging about. Do you know that their hypersonic weapon, it doesn't go hypersonic until the very end when they when they do like a, a, a big boost with the with the engine. And then guess what? They lose complete control, just like I said in the in the on the show a few weeks ago. You remember that? Yeah, it's pretty much worthless. It's worthless because you can't. Once you have uh, uh, you know plasma around your your guidance system, nothing can get in or out. That's you right. cannot get radio waves in or out. It's it's like a piece of lead. You got to uh, slow it down as it gets to its target, so it can yeah. pick it up. Yeah, so so you can guide it, and by then it's too late. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So, again, I say to everybody who's worried about uh, Fort McDill here in the Tampa Bay being nuked by the Russians, don't go anywhere. Hell, they'll miss it by 100, 150 miles. <laughs> Stay where you are. In fact, go to the base. They'll never hit it. <laughs> safest for you. Safest place is the base. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the safest place. It's, it's like the Scud missiles in, in, our, in the Iraq war. That's right. And everybody's all worried. Are the Scud missiles going to? going to hit the Israelis? Well, hell, they fell into Jordan and Syria. <laughs> Some of them, most of them didn't even get out of Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the Russian scuds. No, I am impressed with what the U- Ukrainian Navy is able to do, considering they have no ships. They're sinking them left and right and damaging Russian ships all over the place. And I'm beginning to wonder now, is the Navy done? I mean, our Navy's obsolete at this point. Our missile's going to be so accurate and so powerful that they can take out an aircraft carrier. I, you know, I, I would say that we're going to have to be really, uh, really judicious in our our defense systems. And I know that we have a lot of anti-missile uh, systems on board these big ships. And, of course, you've got a lot of uh, destroyers and, and uh, light cruisers surrounding them. But uh, you're right. I mean, is, is this going to be the end of it? Um, are we, and are we going to have an Air Force? I mean, pretty soon we're just going to have guys sitting in, at, at McDill with a joystick, flying jets all over. Yeah. That seems to be the way we're going. I, they are taking out these Russian ships pretty easily with these drones, and these are not sophisticated drones they're making. No, and I think the other thing, too, is I don't think the Russians have the technology that we have, uh, even though they boast that they do, and the Chinese, too. I don't think they're even close to us. Not yet. Now, the Chinese may be getting there, but certainly the Russians are not. Their their nuclear submarines are in disrepair. Um, they're having all kinds of problems maintaining their their nuclear arsenal, even though they act like they are, but they're not. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's a it's a real sign that this is a basically this is a third world country that uh, uh, mobilizes its people and and their fear and hatred of the West into um, building up a huge arsenal of largely obsolete nuclear armaments i i just don't see them as a threat and you know the idea that if we go in that they will use nukes i don't believe that 
Neither do I, not yet, no. I don't believe it, no. I think if we went into the Ukraine, I think they'd run. Yeah. I think we'd run them off within a few weeks. And the Ukrainians are holding their own. They're not doing as well offensively as we had hoped, but... Uh, well, the F-16 something. has arrived. I read that last week. <clears throat> All right. Well, that should that should put a little a little uh, knot in their in the Russian panties, don't you think? I would That'll think so, yeah. A little discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they'll be up in the air next month or so. <clears throat> Works for me, dude. Works yeah. for me. I'm way, for took it. way too long to get that done. Yeah, well, you know, nothing happens fast in the world of uh, bureaucracy. And they're complicated machines. If you want to use them, use them right. So, Yeah, you got to know what you're doing. But I don't know if Putin's alive. I really can't tell. We don't know either, but uh, I, I think that it's not going to make a whole lot of difference in the long run, uh, except maybe the Russians will want to negotiate uh uh, and but the, the Ukrainians aren't going to do that. They're not going to give up any territory. Not when they've come this far in the into the fight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, they got too much too much blood in the in the, in the fight. So uh, yeah, I mean, why 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 would you give up? You're you know, you're beating them. You take crime you take crime back, and then you say that's enough. That's an, yeah. You just take it back to the borders, and then you say get out and uh, don't come back. We yeah. don't want. You. And then we let then we let them into NATO, and we won't have that problem again. And, uh, yeah, but Budapest is still holding out. The, the Hungarians, I don't know why they're such a pain in the butt, but they are. Um, I guess they're still mad about uh, Attila being defeated by the Romans back in the 6th, 5th century. Get over it. <laughs> I'm like, get over it. I mean, you know, half the kids in, in Hungary are named Attila. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, he's still a bit. I think they have an airport named for him. <laughs> he, he could have been. He he really could have united Europe, but he was a drunk, and uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, drunken leaders they they don't make it very far. And he's probably a pretty abused kid too, because you know the the Huns were they were rough people. Somebody you know mentioned they, takes you out. Yeah, you know, do you know how they cook their meat? God, on a fire, I imagine. No, they put it under their saddle, and the heat of the horse uh, and the saddle would would cook the meat. And that's how they did it. That's the hard way to do it. But... <laughs> they were on the move. I guess so. All right. Well. <laughs> so speaking of uh, of uh, Huns, we got Jamal Bowman, who's a lawmaker. He's a, a congressman up in New York. And I guess a big part of his district is Jewish. And so he's uh, voiced support for Gaza. And he's an anti-Israeli <laughs> So he met with a bunch of his Jewish constituents, but he wouldn't back down. He wouldn't back down. He wouldn't. He would not say, you know, I'm, I shouldn't have said that, or I'm sorry. Uh, so, the Jewish side of the family, you better wake up, guys. That your your half breed, uh, wrong half of the bagel. Do you know what that means? The wrong wrong half of the bagel. Yep. No, I don't know what wrong half of the bagel means. The bottom. If the bottom of the bagel is Jewish, then you're a Jew. If the top is Jewish and but the bottom's Catholic, you're not a Jew. Okay. All right. So, you know, if mom is Jewish, then you're Jewish. I got you. It, yeah, and uh, dad does and, what he's told, right? And well and this this comes not from any real uh religious belief. This is just tradition because the only way that you could actually tell if a kid was Jewish when he was born, was to have people witness the birth. 
and you couldn't know who the father was for sure back in those days because, of course, they didn't have gene, you know, genetic uh, testing or any of that. Right. So, it, it, you know, it's the same thing. Do you Did you know that uh, among royalty, the English royalty, that on the wedding night when a, a king and a queen, a king and whatever got married, somebody had to witness her having sex to make sure that the marriage was consummated. Otherwise, it wasn't consummated. Did you know that? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they had to be, they had to, I mean. To sell tickets, I, you can make a bundle. I mean, I, you know, I guess if you're a guy, you can perform under those circumstances. Well, but know, I think uh, the women would be pretty upset. Okay. But I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Life, rate, was, just, life was weird back then. Well, and then a thousand years from now, they'll look back at us and say, life was weird back then. Yes, look, they they drove cars. And and they they burned fossil fuel. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so the Ukrainian war, uh, uh, it looks like uh, they're doing pretty good. They're hanging on, and uh, they're downing Russian drones. They've got the F sixteens now, so hopefully that'll put a little crimp into the uh, the Russians' uh, uh, desire to mess with them. Meanwhile, back in Russia, guess how many people have been detained because they're anti-war. Well, I imagine thousands by now. 20,000. 40,000. 20. 20,000. I didn't think that it was that high. Of. I didn't think it was that high. But, that we know well, of. Well, that's good. That means there's some so, real some real uh, progress being made, yeah. And the ordinary Russians are feeling the wrath of this repression uh, from the Kremlin. And, uh, you know, they, they there's got to be a backlash at some point that they, they are not happy about this and they don't like it. Well, they have yeah. an election coming up, a presidential election next year, too, I think. And, yeah, but it will be rigged. Well, will Putin even be in it? You yeah, know? will he be alive? Yeah, exactly. So there are a lot of questions on the Russian side right now. And, I mean, this is this is craziness. There's a city in southern Siberia, and security forces detained a man in October for reading anti-war poetry <laughs> at a literary event. Wow. So they're everywhere, those guys. And if we aren't careful, we'll end up the same way. So we got to get these left wing loonies out of the out of the uh, White House and out of our lives. I've had enough of it. Well, Republicans have to change their message on abortion. I'm afraid that's uh, that's a necessity. They have so to. They have to. They have to relax a little bit and worry about things like you know incest and rape and the health of the mother. I don't think you'll ever get a total ban. No, I don't, I, and I don't think we should. I think that uh, the morality that we established uh, in the fifties uh, is actually very workable because uh, no one should be forced to carry a child that that uh, was forced upon them, and uh, and you know, of course, incest is has been a taboo throughout history because of all the genetic problems uh, that it raises, and also the damage to the families. Although in eastern Kentucky, it still still seems to be pretty popular. <laughs> Stop it. Come on now. Eastern Kentucky is a beautiful place to be. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yes, it eastern is. Tennessee and eastern Kentucky are just dropped dead. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, Ukrainians are wondering, what happened to Vladimir? Where is he? What happened to Putin? I think the whole world's wondering now. Yeah. But, yeah, what can you do? <laughs> Well, I mean, he, same thing that probably happened to Khrushchev after after the Cuban Missile Crisis. You know, a year later, the Politburo came to him and said, Nikita, 
you're stepping down. Mm. And he's like, why? So because you almost pulled us into a, a nuclear war with the United States and they would have crushed us because, <laughs> you know, they were bluffing the Russians. Right. You know, did you know I had a friend who grew up in Moscow and, you know, when they'd have all those uh, military parades and they'd have everything going by the Red Square and all the big missiles and everything. Yeah. And we thought, oh, my God, look at all the missiles they had. You know what they did? They go down the block, make a left, make another left, make another left. <laughs> and they just kept circling it around. <laughs> they put, a, you know, a different ribbon on something. and uh, but Same missile you know, going around and around the block. Huh? Okay. Yeah, they're the same things. They didn't have what we thought they had. And uh, our intelligence was so poor. No satellites that, back then. So. Well, we had the U-2 and the... SR-71s, but, uh, you know, Gary Powers got shot down, and yeah. that's when the satellites were just starting to come in. Mm. All right. <laughs> Going around the block. I like that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> unbelievable. And, and, uh, and, of course, we had a weenie in the White House with uh, Kennedy, and he backed down, and he agreed to take our nuclear missiles out of Turkey if uh, Khrushchev would take his out of Cuba. I'm like, I wouldn't even do that. I'd just go in there and bomb the hell out of Cuba. I don't know why we ever let Khrushchev take, uh, uh, not Khrushchev, but Castro take over. We should have never allowed that. Why did we allow that? And you know who whose watch that was on? That was uh, was that, that Truman? Was... No, no, that was Kennedy. That was Kennedy. The the, the takeover. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, Bay was... of pigs and all that. Yeah. That in the late, Kennedy. it was in the late fifties, and Ike had had the heart attack, and he was at the end of his term, and so he was a lame duck. I think it was 59 when, when Castro marched into Cuba and then in 60 declared it a, a communist state and anti-American and all that. And that's when, when we had uh, Kennedy come in. You can't send a boy to do a man's job. You just can't. Especially, and you can't, especially a rich boy. Yeah. And you can't send a demented old man to do anything. Apparently not even walk away from the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. He got confused out there yesterday. Did you see that tape? <laughs> Somebody got to guide him back to the vice president. <laughs> how, how did we end up with this I guy? don't know. I think the pandemic and uh, uh, the, the, the you know, what happened is Trump had had COVID in that first debate with, with, with uh, Biden. And he looked terrible. And he did not do well. Yeah. And, I think, and at, at that point, I, I called one of my friends and I said, he's not going to win. He's not going to win, but that's okay. He may get back in this time. They're not getting a whole lot of traction with all these uh, legal actions against him. Nothing seems to be moving or going anywhere. And none of the other Republican uh, candidates are really moving either as far as the polls are concerned. So it looks like it's going to be Trump and Biden again. And you know what? Uh, I'm like uh, DeSantis, but he just does not have any charisma. He has no charisma. The in personality, day, yeah, that's not there. In this day and age, if you don't have a shtick, if you don't have a charisma, if you don't have something, you're, you're not going to make it very far if your desire is to be a governor or a president. That's People, why Reagan did so well. Yeah, Reagan had – he was an actor, he knew, and he was a speaker. And uh, that's why Clinton did so well because he was personable and he knew how to talk. He could deliver his message in a way that made people feel like, hey, yeah, you, you know, this guy's got something going for him here. You want to talk? Although, you want to talk about the business a little bit? We're running out of time here, Doc. We have about thirty seconds. Thirty seconds? Oh my God! Well, I only have nine fifty-eight. What are you doing to me? <laughs>
any rate, I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. I'm at 727-384-6411, We're in St. Pete, Florida, 639-938th Avenue North. Come and see me. Have a great day, Don. You too, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.